Is it you? I don't remember. I, I don't either. You want to do it? Who do, do you want one? it to be? I want yeah, it to be I you. Can do it. Okay. I want I'll it to be it. you, and I'll do okay. it next time. Okay. Oh okay. There we go. We can do that. Okay. Five, four. Welcome to Middle Dish, the podcast about moderation in all things. I am Erin Green. And I am Michael Gray. And Michael likes to make me crack up before I do my introduction. And then he sits in the background and laughs and thinks it's just a good old time. That doesn't sound like we, me at all. We had Valley Girl Michael coming out today. Oh my God. Five, four. Oh my God. Here we go. I'm gonna count down now, and then you're okay. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. Oh, it's coming back. (laughs) So, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. I feel like we don't thank our listeners enough, so I'm just going to say thank you, listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, this is our mini pod. Every so often, we do two recordings in a month. For those of you who have been following us for a long time you remember when we did a recording every week every freaking week super ambitious (laughs) we really were and really i mean it was good stuff like i feel like we had really good topics we were you know it started during the pandemic so i think Mm -hmm. a lot of us had more time on our hands and um yeah now we're down to the once a month and Every so often we do the second one every month and it seems like the mini pods tend to be fairly popular too. People Mm -hmm. like the little um, follow-up, a little shorter episode. So thank you for being here. We really appreciate you. And just a reminder to share this with a friend if you find it helpful and interesting. Absolutely. Yes, we do very much appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens and supports and shares and all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. We, we really do. And you're right. We don't say it enough. So thank you. All right. Leave us alone already. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, we're talking metabolism this month. Yes. Metabolism. Had metabolism. So mm-hmm. if you listen to our initial recording, um, we talked about the different aspects of metabolism, what that actually means, what contributes to if we're in a state of, you know, building up or breaking down certain Mm -hmm. um, nutrients and body stores and body tissues. So now let's just talk about a few of the misconceptions around metabolism, because I feel like (laughs) the influencer space is still stirring the pot on this one. Yeah. I don't think they're going to stop. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I should probably stop hoping for that, right? I don't know. I feel like I kind of gave up hope on that a while ago. I feel like it's always going to be around, but if we can just like shift the percentage, then we did a great job. Yeah. There are just there are just so many things that like have just hung around for so long mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's like it's weird because I feel like people at some point earlier on in their life like sort of adopt specific beliefs around nutrition particularly and they just stay there like like it's stuck you know it's like i'll talk to you know a 50 year old client and they're 
whole approach is like stuff from 20 years ago. You know? I know. And it's like, what are we I doing? Well, well, first I, of all, I has just it saw, worked? I know. I just saw one the other day that talks about how sugar causes diabetes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. Stop. Yeah. yeah. I just, Stop. I just did a TikTok this morning just about this post that maybe you've seen it too on Facebook that I keep seeing. It says like three tablespoons of ketchup has more sugar than a glazed donut. Oh, geez. And it's like, okay. And yeah. Like what's your, what, what, and, and I actually, I actually would be really shocked if that were true, but yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I saw, um, so one of my favorite, um, influencers i think his name is it ben carpenter i might be Mm. hold on um he's british Mm -hmm. yeah ben carpenter um bdc carpenter on um instagram he's one of my favorites and he just did um a really good review on like the ketchup scare like the sugar and ketchup and he he was like he he drops f-bombs just like very randomly into Mm -hmm. his, you know, Mm -hmm. um, messaging to really drive it home. And he's like, if this concerns you, the amount of sugar in ketchup, then don't drink fucking bottles of ketchup. Like he just was like very pragmatic about it. And anyway, it's, um, yeah, we got off on a tangent there, but just, you know, I think it all boils down to when people, when we hear these fearful messages around food, Mm. it comes back to like what it's doing to damage your body and mess up your metabolism. Like your body doesn't have a lot of checks and balances to keep things straight. I think that's what, you know, we're all into this hacking your way to Mm -hmm. better fitness, better metabolic health. And it's like, actually, there's some like 95% of it is just this very simple, consistent, healthful practices that we drill home every time we sit down on middle-ish is like, move your body daily, treat it well, nourish it with good food, enjoy your life find yeah. pleasure in things, find joy, find community, Yeah. prioritize sleep. Like that is, those are like the big things people. Mm-hmm. So when you're worried about sugar and ketchup, mm-hmm. I've said this before, I'll say it again. The worry that you're carrying and the stress around that is probably doing more harm than eating the three tablespoons of ketchup with the glazed donut amount of sugar. So for real, well, and and even just outside of like what has more sugar or what's like more nutritious or, you know, whatever, like it, it, it just, okay. Or, yeah, we're getting off topic. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm going way left field. So we'll stop. I will say this, uh, that yes. And I think, I think we mentioned this on the full episode, but, um, just kind of piggybacking on what you said and not going a complete tangent, um, is that, our metabolism really isn't something for us to worry about. Like our ability yeah. to manipulate it is, is pretty minimal and, um, and doesn't really work out in the ways we think it's going to. And it's like, if we just do like what Aaron was saying, like if we just take care of ourselves and we eat, you know, in regular patterns and we, you know, don't eat, you know, way past fullness and we're active and we get like, if we just take good care of ourselves, our metabolism is going to be fine. It's going to do what it needs to do because we don't really have 
as much direct control over it and we aren't able to manipulate it in the ways we think we can and we're told we can at all. So it's really something yeah. for us to not worry about. Like it's it's a thing that's a byproduct of all the other things we do. So let's just take care of those. And a byproduct of genetics, mm-hmm. your upbringing, your history, your environment. And so I think driving home that point, there are certain things you do have control over mm-hmm. and focus on those things. But then mm-hmm. there's things that, you know, I might have control over more than mm-hmm. somebody who has a different lifestyle environment background than I do. And so exactly. I think it's really important to keep that perspective too, because the the influencer space sends the message that all it takes is your hard work and attention to detail and micromanaging the crap out of how you eat and how you move when right. that doesn't really land with somebody who, you know, maybe doesn't have access to those kinds of foods or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe was brought up in a different environment than what they would choose to live in Mm -hmm. as an adult. And so that set the stage as a child of what their adult body is, you know? So anyway, I think the, the message that we always have control over how our metabolism responds to certain food and behaviors is, Mm -hmm. um, a half truth at best. So just keep that in mind as we go through this too. There are things you can do to, you know, your metabolism will respond by increasing the amount of calories it burns or conserving energy. We talked about that in the first podcast. So there are Mm -hmm. things you can do to to move the needle on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But this idea that you have full control over how your body responds to food and and behaviors and movement is like, yeah, Yeah. or even that. that even that we, we, and I I, th- I think we talked about this in the full episode too, but even that like we can manipulate it enough and then it's just a new, a different thing, right? Like, well, right. now my, now my metabolism just is running hot like a furnace where before it wasn't. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, even if it is like an hour from now, it might not be like, it's, it, it fluctuates exactly. so much that it's, yeah, it's, it's really chasing something that, that really doesn't do anything except leave you frustrated and feeling defeated it does that really well you know like (laughs) like yeah it feels kind of crummy that's mm -hmm. yeah and it it reinforces this idea that we have that like oh i guess i'm just broken and you know my body doesn't work Mm -hmm. right and i don't all that bullshit yeah yeah i i hear that a lot too that people say you know, I have a fast metabolism or I have a slow metabolism. I've even had clients come to me and say, I have bad genetics or I have a bad metabolism. And I'm kind of like, what do you mean by that? Because we know there are certain things that we do that force our our metabolism to respond in kind. For Mm -hmm. example, when you go move your body intentionally, your, your body is going to break down more, you know, energy stores. It's going to use the fuel that you've eaten. And that is a catabolic response. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in the first episode. That means it's breaking down things and using them for energy and releasing heat. That is, I guess, what people mean when they say boosting your metabolism (laughs) or increasing your metabolism. You're, You're firing up the furnace. But to say that, you know, your metabolism is always running hot or your metabolism is always slow or broken right. is just inaccurate because there are little things we do throughout the day that your, your metabolic response is constantly adapting to. Mm-hmm. And again, 
I'll say this again. You only have control over that to a certain extent. You don't know. It's just like the the whole idea of people saying like, oh, you can train your body to be a better fat burner. Yes, Mm -hmm. to an extent. But we don't know if it's going to be the same for me or the same for you or the same for your neighbor. So to think that you can like do all these micromanaging things mm-hmm. in your life and achieve this very specific metabolic rate or whatever is a fallacy. Yep. That's not to discourage you from doing things that are healthy right. and good for your body and trying right. to get there and, and experimenting with yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, you know, can kind of play around with what works well for us because we're all different. Mm-hmm. I just want to get away from this idea that A, you have to micromanage the crap out of your entire day Mm -hmm. for the sake of a, quote, healthy metabolism, and B, that you have full control over that process because you just don't. Right. Yeah. Well, and it just it just kind of keeps us chasing stuff. I mean, we we've talked about this a lot, like we can focus on behaviors or we can focus on outcomes, you know, Mm -hmm. and we really want to control and like tightly grip exactly what outcomes look like. And they're different from all, for all of us, you know, like when it comes to how our metabolism responds, when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to, uh, like, I mean, even some people are going to be able to train and prepare for a half marathon easier than others. Some people are going to gain strength in the gym easier than others. Like it's just, there's everything is individual. Everything's different for all of us. And if we just get caught up on the outcomes and where I, where this puts me as opposed to the direction it's taking me, then I think we're going to find ourselves often frustrated. And Mm -hmm. I think we're just a lot better off spending our time and attention and energy on what are the behaviors that move me in the direction I want to head and just focusing on those behaviors because they're worth doing just in and of themselves, regardless of how quickly they move us towards some certain outcome. Um, it's, yeah, I think it's just another way that we wind up feeling just super defeated and frustrated and hopeless with all of this. Uh, and it's just completely unnecessary. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. even a thing that we should really spend much time worrying about at all. Well, and then comes in the comparison of like all these, you know, people that you see that have the revved up metabolism mm-hmm. rap or running the furnace hot and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, why can't I be shredded like them? Or mm-hmm. I need to do the workouts they're doing in order to reap the same adaptations. Well, guess what? Like you both have a very different set of circumstances mm-hmm. that are influencing not just the behaviors you can consciously engage in, but then how your body responds to certain environmental influences and lifestyle influences. And so I think that comparison, and again, we're, you know, the, the diet industry, fitness industry is kind of selling that narrative that Mm -hmm. if you do these things, you will reap these benefits when that's just, it's not a linear relationship for everyone. And so I think that comparison can be toxic. I also think, you know, I hear a lot about kickstarting your metabolism. We hear a lot in the exercise space about certain workouts you should do. And, you know, high intensity interval training was, you know, Mm -hmm. the hot thing for, for a while. And now we hear all this stuff about like zone two, lots of, lots of just zone two, zone two, zone two, and high volume. Well, you know, working out like four hours a day or even just being active four hours mm-hmm. a day isn't always a reality for people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're working multiple jobs. They um, have kids. They, um, 
whatever have medical conditions that prevent them from, you know, moving that much or, or being engaged in that much activity. And so I think we just need to kind of drop some of the, the narrative that says like, you're harming your metabolism by not doing this, or this is the golden ticket and like focus on what actually will work for you. I 100% believe that moving your body intentionally every day is a good move. Absolutely. However, what's the intensity of that movement? Mm -hmm. What type of activity Mm -hmm. do you enjoy it? Is it something you can do with your family? Is it something that you can intersperse and maybe you can do it like 15, 20 minute intervals throughout the day? Or do you have a two hour block that you can, Mm -hmm. you know, engage in that activity? It can look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so when you see these videos or you read a blog or you hear somebody tell a story that like, yeah, I just had to do this massive volume of activity or yeah, I just had to do this 30 minute, like super high intensity throw up session. Let's just like, pump the brakes a little bit yeah. and and figure out like, well, what would work well for you that would be, you know, a step toward improving your overall mm-hmm. health, mental and physical. Yeah. Well, I remember talking about this idea quite a while ago. I have no idea what episode it was on, but it's this idea of like uh, ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can have from like very controlled situations and in laboratories, we can have you know, science tell us what is quote unquote ideal in a very controlled situation. Right. But what is ideal in those situations is going, I mean, that's, doesn't mean that we can all apply that to our lives in that way. And I think we just, again, we just get so fixed on this stuff. Like I don't, I don't care what ideal is. I mean, even with my clients, like, I don't care what ideal is. I care about what are we able to do that moves us in that direction to me, that's ideal. Like what are the changes mm-hmm. that we can make that we can do with pretty good consistency? Not a hundred percent ever. I'm never interested in that. Like more, great, better, awesome. Like this is what we want to do. So what can we do that helps us move forward in a way that we can do relatively consistently? And then how do we build on that? Like to me, that's ideal. And so it's just, it's it can it can be it can be a real hindrance sometime to get caught up in these uh, ideal sort of recommendations because those just often aren't really applicable to an actual human being. And mm-hmm. we, we really need to keep that in mind that we are not in a laboratory with very controlled, uh, you know, uh, parameters and settings. Um, and we're probably never going to be. So yeah, what's better? Yeah. What's a little more? What's, you know, like, right. like, honestly, right. if you just focused on like, how, can I be active every day in some way, you know, eat some fruits and vegetables, get some good sleep. I mean, just those three things alone done with consistency. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I want to piggyback on that because the consistency thing is really, that is the golden ticket y'all. That is the thing mm-hmm. that I run into this a lot. In fact, um, I had a client just yesterday talking about how perfectionism was getting in their way of being consistent because it was like, oh, if I didn't nail it, whether Mm -hmm. it comes to like food prep or whatever their goal was, they were just like, all right, I'll try again next week. And so it was this this yin Mm -hmm. and yang of like, Mm -hmm. okay, I either nail it or I'm not doing any of it. And we see that. Yep. We see that thinking all the time in, in exercise space as well. If it's not a quote workout, then it doesn't count. If I don't, you know, break a sweat, 
then it doesn't count. So why even bother? Mm-hmm. The other part of this, I just want to highlight, um, as we were talking, I, I remembered an article I read last year about, you know, we tend to have this idea that our metabolism slows as we age, like as one, I think over 40, it was like you, you burn, um, what it's like 10% less every decade or something like that. There's like some like metric. I don't remember what it was, but the, the old way of thinking was like after age 40, your metabolism slows down like every five Mm -hmm. years or every decade by X amount. We, there's a new study had 6,500 people in it from 29 countries. So it's actually a pretty large, you know, scale study showing that Mm -hmm. like your metabolism doesn't slow down in a meaningful manner just because of age Mm -hmm. until you're after like age 60. So we still have this middle age area where people tend to kind of give up because they're like, oh, especially women in menopause. Oh, my body doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same. It's behaving differently. I don't have as much energy. Oh, my metabolism is just breaking Mm -hmm. down or slowing down. So why bother? I'm never going to be able to do the the activity. Right. Yeah. And so just, um, you know, encouraging people to not get sucked into that way of thinking that Mm -hmm. just because we're aging, our metabolism slows and there's nothing you can do about it. Or, um, just because I have less muscle mass, my metabolism is slowing. And so therefore I need to, you know, really restrict what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? If you restrict too much, you're going to have less muscle mass anyway. Mm -hmm. And so you're shooting yourself in the foot there. All this to say that that consistency piece and really thinking about what can I do to take care of myself today Mm -hmm. and for tomorrow, like keep that in the forefront of your mind instead of focusing on all the things you don't have control over like age, we're all Mm -hmm. aging right now. So, right. Right. Well, and I, I, th- I think it's it, it just really shows us how prevalent diet culture is, right? Like you're 65 years old, 70 years old, right? I, I just had this conversation with a client a couple weeks ago. She's almost 80 and she like hates her body because she has like a little bit of belly fat. Yeah. And her body, quote unquote, shouldn't be that way. And it's not doing what it's supposed to do because of that. And I'm like, you're almost 80. This is exactly what your body is supposed to be doing, you know? And so we, we wind up like just trying to work against the way things are supposed to be. And we're trying to, I mean, we see that even like at 40, at 50, like our bodies change, we get older shit happens. Like this is part of the process. And we're literally like trying to rewind time and killing ourselves to have a body we had that we were 25 or whatever. And it's like, like we are, we are so conditioned to like be so dissatisfied with our bodies that even when they're just simply, it's, it's crazy to me. It's bananas to me that, that even as people are like literally like senior citizens, they're hating their bodies for having wrinkles mm-hmm. and some extra yeah. body. It's like, this is what they're supposed to do. And let's we not doing? forget that we actually, we actually have evidence that says a higher BMI is associated with longevity in the elderly. So, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. elderly people become way too frail because they're mm-hmm. trying to control their weight and restrict their eating. So 
well, let's just toss that out there as, you know, and BMI, mm-hmm. yes, we can have a whole nother argument. And I think we have mm-hmm. <laughs> several times on how BMI is flawed and it's not like mm-hmm. the end all be all, but just saying right. that like there's, there's evidence that says as we age, having a slightly higher body mass in general is right. a health protective um, measure. So certainly a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you think about like how, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe you said this. Did you say this? Did I miss? I might've been thinking about something to say, say when what? you said this, but like uh, one of the drop-offs as we age is just how we move less. Did you say that? I didn't go for we're, it, we're, but we're just like, we're less active, right? Yeah. Like we just, I mean, we don't move as much. I mean, I mean, I know I don't move as much as my seven-year-old. I couldn't like, (laughs) I could not keep up with that kid. There's just no way. She's going to put you in the coffin. Yeah. And you know, and my parents (laughs) couldn't keep up with me because that's just kind of what it is. And so like, as we move less, we're not going to retain as much muscle mass, you know, we're just inherently, I mean, we can do things to mitigate that we can intentionally move more and strength train and that kind of stuff. But also like, we're just, that's part of what happens, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're, we got aches and pains and things are stiff and we have the surgery here and like, we just don't move as much. And that's a huge part of our, our, just our metabolic, you know, basal metabolic rate is how much we move mm-hmm. during the course of the day. And so as we move less, it's going to decline. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, maybe that's a shout out to all, all the people who are listening that are in that, you know, mm-hmm. those golden years and thinking like, I, I could move more or I would like to move more. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we did a podcast on that talking mm-hmm. about, you know, exercising as we age and like mm-hmm. taking care of your health as you age. So I don't know what episode that was, but you could go find it, listen to it. We've got tons of ideas on how you can move yep. more. And yep. again, I'll just reiterate that that that's a healthful behavior, like moving your body. It yep. doesn't mean you have to be on some regimented exercise plan or do it in extreme ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, sorry, do it in ways that feel good. Yeah. I mean, especially as like, like if, if you're like, you know, in those sort of senior citizen years, like it can be things like gardening, like just activity. It doesn't have to be, you know, I, I mean, I think strength training is great for, you know, senior citizens. And I think most of them would really benefit from it, but just increasing your activity in some way, right? Where that's gardening or yard work or, you know, walks around, you know, Mm -hmm. your neighborhood, or I have clients who just walk around their house, right? right? Like they've, 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 they've felt stronger and more mobile and just really good benefits from just like doing laps around their kitchen and dining room, you Mm -hmm. know, like it doesn't have to be a significant thing. If, if it's more activity than you were engaging in, then you, you did it right. That's good. Just has right. to be a little bit more. Yeah. So it doesn't and have to be these, crazy. And these behaviors, I mean, yeah, we started this podcast talking about metabolism, but mm-hmm. just to reiterate that these behaviors have a lot of benefits that have nothing to do with revving up your metabolism right. or burning more calories or right. any of those like right. buzzwords or phrases that we hear in mm-hmm. diet culture. So yep. just encouraging you to be healthy and take care of yourself no matter yeah. your age. I just, and and just, I mean, I think a lot of it is just not being an asshole to yourself. You know what I mean? Like just, just be nice to yourself about it. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. Just be kind to yourself, you know, like, like allow yourself to do things 
to move forward in a way that that Im- improves like just your overall health but at the same time allow yourself to move forward in a way that allows you to continue to move forward right and that means like a lot of forgiveness and grace and you're going to screw stuff up 100% i guarantee you will i promise you you will a bunch of times and that's not really even screwing stuff up it's just like how things go and mm-hmm. so we just get back at it like if if we can just take really good care of ourselves if we can just you know eat nutrient dense foods you know eat eat to you know not way past fullness if we can be active we can get good sleep and just practice kindness to ourselves like your metabolism is not going to be a thing you need to worry about it's just really not mm-hmm. it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna take care of itself yeah so and and if it does become a thing to to worry about then you address that based on your needs it's not something to right like be trying to micromanage and and you know right be fearful of that you have to do all of these things to try and improve it. So hundred percent. Yep. So. All right. Well, okay. Well, that dead horse has been beaten. So (laughs) let's, um, we'll let you go for the day. Um, All right. Do we do a meeting in the mundane for our mini pods? I don't remember. I don't have one. Uh, sure. Yeah. I can have one. Go for it. Okay. Um, so just this weekend, um, mm. the weather has finally turned a little bit cooler here and we've had like, um, like yesterday, the low was 48. Um, so definitely cooling off. Yeah. Highs have been like around 70 is humidity's dropped and it's just been gorgeous. It's been like, what reasons can I come up with to be outside? <laughs> <laughs> like let's do all the yard work, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and because for me, like once, once that, that it turns a little bit and we're no longer like mid nineties with 80% humidity and we're like mid seventies mornings are cooler. It just, it makes my soul so happy <laughs> to be out in this weather. That's just really enjoyable that you can mm-hmm. be out in for an hour or two and not sticky and sweaty and miserable. And so it's just, we're just coming into that time of year where we just got a lot of great weather coming and it, it makes me very, very happy to I love it. have that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely cooling off here. We are getting I bet. bogus, bogus <laughs> got snow last yeah. week. Oh, so geez. we are heading into that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine is last night we had our end of season, like celebration and awards for this mountain bike team that I've been volunteer coaching for this summer. And I've been seeing these kids like the same group of kids, you know, mm-hmm. week in and week out at the practices I go to and riding with them and hanging out with them. And at the end of season celebration last night, it just occurred to me, like they were, um, thanking the seniors and honoring the seniors. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is their last time on this team. Like I won't wow, see them next yeah. season. And so I think I just had this kind of in my brain, like, Oh yeah, you know, I get to do this next season, but mm-hmm. these kids graduate and move on and do other their things. And so I just had this moment where I'm like observing we're in this high school cafeteria <laughs> with hundreds of these kids. And I'm just kind of looking around and like, man, this is such a precious time. And I, yeah. gosh, thinking back to like junior high and high school, mm-hmm. there are times when you are just wishing it was over because it was so yep. like emotionally chaotic and yep. like, you're so busy and school is heavy and whatever. I just was like, man, if I could just capture this, this little moment, you know, 
and appreciate where these kids are and what they're learning and what they have ahead of them. And mm-hmm. that I get to play a very, very small part in that is just super cool. So I had a moment Heck yeah. last night. That's awesome. That. Yay. Doing yeah. good and work. As, some, as someone who doesn't have kids, I don't, I'm sure you get many more of those moments than I do. But for me, it was like really profound, like, whoa, yeah. I'm part of these kids' lives in yeah. some tiny, meaningful way, whether they even remember it 10 years from now or not, they will. I'm still in there, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. That's awesome. Yay. Doing Yay. meaningful things. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks well, thanks everybody. Y'all. Yep. Again, we appreciate y'all. Okay. We'll see ya. Bye.